Hi everybody, I am now live. This is the Black Talk Radio Instagram live interview with Leaky Crowder. We're going to be getting into some things today. Hey Devin, you are the first person to join my live. Um, This is the Black Talk Radio Instagram live interview with Leaky Crowder. We're about to get into it. Let me just type that in for the people joining and then hey Kasia and then we're just gonna get in tune let me pin this perfect make sure my volume is up hey hi how are you thank you so much for joining us today you, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit sleepy because you know when you have a big lunch and then you get the itis? Yes. <laughs> that was, that was just literally me. So I took a little nap or whatever and I wake up, oh my God, oh my God, you know, what, what am I supposed to, you know, do this thing or whatever, I don't want to miss this, blah, 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 whatever. I was looking at my phone and I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> get some more minutes of sleep. I definitely feel that, especially with this whole quarantine, I've been in a lot. Dead ass, I'm just like, I have to use my, all the free time I have at the moment, because once it ends, and once we go back to capitalism, you know, <laughs> right, I'll get that back. So for everyone joining the live, this is the Black Talk Radio Instagram Live, and it's geeky. We're going to get into uh, things. Yes. Thank for joining. Um, but well, first, I just want to know, where are you from, and what made you start getting into me? Uh, so I'm from Long Island, New York. I was born in Long Island and like lived in Queens for maybe like five, six years. And my mom bought a house and moved us to Long Island. I hated it when I was five or six because I see, you know, switch schools, all that jazz. Um, I want to. So what made me be into media? That's a very good question. Um, you know, I feel like I come. I, I feel like I come from a family of creatives, right? So my mother, she used to work in fashion when she was in high school. She went to fashion industries, applied to FIT, didn't get in. And then my one sister uh, went to the fame school, LaGuardia Arts High School, you know, the fame school, which is where Jennifer Aniston went, Nicki Minaj, um, uh, for visual arts. And then my other sister, uh, well, now she's a lawyer, but when she was, when I was younger, she wanted to be an R&B singer and, and an actress. She, so she wanted to be like J-Lo, but with actual singing talent. So um, my brother's a graphic designer, my cousin's a publicist. My um, grandma, my late grandma was a jazz singer. Um, I guess she never, you know, reached, you know, obviously never reached the heights of like a Billie Holiday or um, what's that other, Ella Fitzgerald. Um, And so growing up, I really wanted to be, either wanted to be an entertainer, wanted to be in entertainment or like work a job that can make me a lot of money, right? Like I remember in the eighth grade, you know, and I said eighth grade because it was before Donald Trump ran for president, you know, he was known for being a real estate developer. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. You know, I can make a lot of money. But then I realized like, I looked at how hard that was and, you know, you got to come for money to kind of work that kind of job. Um... And, you know, I was kind of a, I was a misfit growing up, an outsider, I was bullied and didn't have really have a lot of friends. So I feel like entertainment really became my escapism, especially since my mom was always like, you know, I was in the house with my grandma, my mom was always working long hours. Like, so I had a lot of time to myself watching TV, all the TV in the world and listening to a whole bunch of music and watching a whole bunch of TV shows. And then once my uh, films, you know, and then once I got my own computer, that was it. You know, listening to the music, honestly, 
<laughs> on and, you know and people and, and as far as like hip-hop goes like i couldn't i could have r&b albums i could not have hip-hop albums at all so i have to sneak and watch bt sometimes i could only like have the, the now that's what i call music so that's how so whatever rap songs were on there was how i knew you know so <laughs> there was no buying of the 50 cent album when i was seven years old because my mom was like that's not happening my mom's a minister so you know <laughs> it could be worse because i've had friends who you know they list they they couldn't they couldn't listen to secular music at all um so yeah i um yeah like you know i like uh, uh i'm trying to think when i was in the ninth grade i started like watching e-news um you know i started like re reading like press hilton tmz stuff like that um, and I was just like, oh my God, this is what I want to do, you know? Um, and I talk about it, you know, and I always bring it up with my friends and family and they're like, like, maybe you should go into that as a career. You know, you talk about it so much. And also, as you can see, I'm a chitty chatty person. So I was like, why not become a talk show host? Because if I'm going to talk so much, I might as well get paid to do it. Right. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Literally. Um, so I was just kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. Cause in high school I was like, okay, maybe I want to be a, a of going to journalism, but then also kind of flirted with the idea of being a music executive, um, which okay. is how I ended up at the University of New Haven because we have, a, well, I'm a communications major at University of New Haven, but we also have a music industry program. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the people that went to that school, uh, went to UNH, some, actually some of them just graduated from the NYU's music business program. Some of them, this one girl, she graduated and she's like the, um, she's a booking agent, I think, for uh, 21 Savage and, um, What's that dirty uh, a white boy rapper, Post Malone? Um, so yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I um, in 2015, I took a semester off. I was going to, get, I went to community college after school, took a semester off, and I was watching a lot of The Breakfast Club and Wendy Williams stuff like that. And I was like, you know, and that kind of reignited that. So that's why I decided to leave music business behind and and go specifically into media. Um, first, I was a public relations major, and then I became journalism, and I just I fell in love with it. Um, do you still like like public relations? Do you think it's something you do later on? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's basically it's the a professional. I tell people who don't really understand it, it's kind of the like professional equivalent to babysitting somebody. <laughs> also, like you know, when people tell me like how to be in front of the scenes, I you know, but when you're a publicist or you work in like you know at a record label, marketing, whatever, that's like all behind the scenes stuff or whatnot. So. Um, yeah <laughs> not good i mean i love you know i like I, you know i have friends with publicists or whatever but just not for me right i think it's very important to know what you like and what you dislike and that's the best part about internships yes so speaking of internships that's actually one of my questions for you um just talk to us a little bit about your internship experience tips that for people that want to land in, in specific media Okay, so for anyone in here who, um, if they're like about to go to college or if they're in the beginning phases of college and let, and you really want to be in entertainment and you go to school or you don't live in, in a New York, Atlanta uh, or LA, whatever, you know, I mean, I live, I'm from here. So, you know, that, that also gave me a big advantage, but I, I would, you know, apply and flock to, you know, transfer to flock to Morehouse or, you know, USC or NYU, Pace University, one of those schools, whatever, to be in close proximity of it. And it's good to start entering as soon as possible. Like I came to UNH and I would see people who graduated and they could not get jobs at all. Like right. they had, you know, they were really good at what they did. They had high GPAs, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and after they graduate, they end up working at the grocery store, working at Starbucks. I was like, I can't let that happen to me. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, I had one friend who graduated, and it took about three years for her to finally get a, a, a job in, in PR. So, um, and so for me, you know, the school's in Connecticut, though. But, um, you know, where I go to school. Uh, I mean, granted, I'm home now since, you know, quarantine, but I've been here since, I've been here since last year to be closer to New York City. But um, my advisors, so one, so one of my advisors, the chairperson of our communications department, he's works in independent film, which wasn't the route I was trying to go. He used to work at Def Jam, though, but that was like 30 years ago. <laughs> and I say 30, and I say 30 years ago, because, you know, whoever was working there 30 years ago, is definitely, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, the other, the, my other pers- advisor, professor, who I very, love very much, Susan Campbell, uh, she works in hard news, and I wanted to do entertainment, and she had no, really no connections there or whatever, and, like, she's so anti-entertainment <laughs> news. I mean, she'll, she'll, like, entertain my shenanigans, but, yeah. Um, so, for me, and it was also perfect timing that I transferred into UNH because I was, like, 20 going on 21. So, one thing I always tell people is network, 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 Right. And because I'm 21, obviously I can, you know, I I'm, I can go into clubs and bars and shit like that. So, you know, I would start traveling. You know, whatever money I was making from like my work studies and and on campus jobs or whatever, I'd be going to New York City back and forth, um, going to different network events, trying to put my name out there. Um, as far as intern intern, you know, applying went. You know, I literally just applied to. I just threw everything to the to the application wall to see what was gonna stick. You know, apply. That was one thing um, this Bruce Barber of my campus radio station was saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Excuse me. Um, so that's essentially what I did. Um, so it was networking. It was joining groups. You know, if you're a person of color, if you're a marginalized person, whatever, don't let that shit hold you back. Especially, listen, I don't care if people, if the jobs want to hire me off of affirmative action or we need that more diversity. It's, it's a-okay with me. Uh, I mean, as long as I have enthusiasm for the company, of course. But, um, but yeah, there's different groups. There's, there's, there's Women in Radio. There's Ween Academy, which is for, for Black women um, who are trying to make it entertainment. There's NABJ. There's uh, NAMIC. There's Grammy U. Um, there's uh, NAA, National Hispanics uh, Journalists Association. There's a whole bunch I can, I mean, I'll list them later. There's TR Foundation, Emma Bowen. Those are some of the ones I can think off the top of my head. Um, also, you know, going on, going online and virtually networking with people. I've done that even before the whole, um, uh, virus, uh, pandemic, you know, um, a lot of the people who will try to help you get your foot in the door. First of all, it may not always be, you know, like your, our brothers and sisters. It may be white people because, you know, it's not every white person is not trying, is trying to be like, you know, oh, we're not going to get this person into foot in the door. Um, it may be people on Instagram who don't have that many followers, who don't have a blue check mark, who don't have, you know, who may, their IG may be private. I would also suggest going on LinkedIn. My school's career center, my school's career development center helped me in such a big way. I was always there, um, you know, doing like job interview practice. They also have little booths because, you know, when they have these job interviews, you know, you got to be around some place, a silent area, um, you know. Um, so that was really good. I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of that, although I think I lost track, but, um, my first internship, it wasn't really more of an internship, it was more of a volunteer, um, experience, um, so the 2017, uh, I think I finished my sophomore year, I was volunteering at Brooklyn Free Radio, and I say, that I didn't really work there as much, just because I was, girl, I was crazy, I had three, I had three part-time jobs that summer, <laughs> I, I was working at Chipotle, 
I was working at CVS. No, I think I worked at Chipotle, and they was about to fire me because I suck at working fast food. is totally different. And then I worked at CVS, and I was working at this this uh, store that was selling private school clothes. And I was taking three buses to get to Chipotle because I live <laughs> in Long Island. And anybody who knows Long Island knows that you need a car to get everywhere, you know. But uh, you know, I have an older mother, and you know, when pe- when people get older, you know, they don't want to be in the hassle of of a of a city or whatever the case may be. Um, and then after that, also also when I was in when I was in, in college too, because when you get in, internship interviews or whatever, they're gonna ask you what you were off campus i made sure i joined every every club even if i went maybe once or twice a couple times whatever i made myself be involved as much as possible make sure people knew my name you know also try to diversify you know my media skills which was whether it was writing you know articles for the for the school you know newspaper or helping out with the tv club or helping out with the radio station whatever so i didn't have to get myself pigeon uh pigeonholed um where was i going with this oh so basically i think the spring semester of 2018, I was um, uh, interning remotely for, for Harriet, but I feel like my first major internship was um, uh, working at um, Hot 97. Um, also, when you have when you guys have job inter- job interviews, internships, interviews, make sure like you ask questions at the end. Um, but yeah, Hot 97 was my first internship experience, and I also did that simultaneously with Hip Hop DX just to get my, um, you know, resume more pop, more louder or more popping I guess you know it's very hard to get internships and internships I found because you know it's very like people like oh you know you don't have enough internship experience or enough experience I'm like well that's what I'm here for (laughs) don't make it be uh, a big thing a lot of companies they may say oh you don't have a lot of internship experience but it's like we all have to start somewhere I even feel that it's the same for job placement as well they uh, coming out of undergrad, some companies might say, well, you don't have a lot of job experience. Well, it's just like, you know, I graduated, so this is what I have. Um, but you said you worked for Hot 97 and Hip Hop DX. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have, like, like a special love pop. Like, what is that? I'm sorry, you gotta ask the guest again, because the, the Wi-Fi and you know, the internet's wonky. Um... So I just wanted to know, like, you worked at Hot 97, Hip Hop DX. Mm-hmm. So would you say you have a, like, strong love for hip hop? Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, the goal is, I mean, I like celebrity news, but I like it all. So it wouldn't matter if I was at, you know, Entertainment entertainment Tonight or E! News. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I'm in New York. I'm not in California, so I don't have the, you know, immediate access to, to places like, well, now they brought E! News. They just brought E! News to here, here in New York, and they changed it. But, um... Yeah, you know, um, it would really wouldn't matter where I am, but I do love, you know, hip hop. I do love R and B music. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm still learning about hip hop culture. You know, I wouldn't okay. say I'm the biggest, you know, hip hop expert. Um, but it is. But but, but it's definitely in terms of radio, it is nice to be in that you know R and B hip hop space because um, I mean I like all types of music, but that's really the core of me. You know, I'm an R and B um and hip hop person, pop as well, but like rock country. Um. <laughs> Uh, trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, as far as Hot 97 goes, I really had an unpleasant experience there. Um, I had a better experience when, um, after that, I was, uh, I had, you know, like I said, I was, like, applying to man internships. I had, um, I'm trying to think. I had, like, five, I actually had gotten, in August or September, I was having, like, I had, like, five paid intern or maybe four paid internship offers, but five internship offers, and that was crazy. I had one from SiriusXM. XM from Vibe, uh, Vibe Magazine, 
I had one from Power and Swipe One One, The Breakfast Club, NBC, and I think Hollywood Unlocked. Okay, wow, that's dope. Um, my friend Karen yeah. said I learned out about you through how many internships you had. You better do the damn. Also, Thank if you guys have questions, y'all can leave them in the question box, and I'll and I'll go through them as the interview continues. Um, so my yes, next sir. question is. If you could work with um, any person in the industry, who would it be and why? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know if I would really say any, I wouldn't really know if I would say any person. Well, like working in terms of like, like, you know, every day or in terms of like interviewing somebody or. Like, it could be like working with them every day. It could be like working at a certain, for a certain maybe company with someone. Um, personally, I would say, uh, personally, SiriusXM and NBC is at the top of my, like, my top five list of places I like to work at post-grad. Um, mm -hmm. I will say, though, my, my most favorite internship was Sway in the Morning, SiriusXM. I love it so much. <laughs> it was so much work, but it was so much fun. It, oh, oh, Lord. It was so, it was very much family-like. I love it. Uh, it was really great. Um, you know, you learn a lot every day. I even learned about some stuff, you know, like sort of certain, like Sway's from the Bay Area. Okay. So, um, you know, he's very enthusiastic about artists from there. So like, I never heard of, I never heard of like a Sheila E or, you know, certain hip hop, you know, singers or whatever until, you know, I was interning for him. So that, I would say that, but um, honestly, to be, uh, to be honest, I want to be the captain of my own boat. <laughs> So yeah, um, you know, I would like to have my own my own show, or you know, I don't, I'm not really um, interested in being a sidekick, you know. Right. <laughs> if there's anything I've learned from, um, you know, uh, I read um, Wendy Williams, you know, she was saying, you know, what made her iconic, you know, she was saying growing up there weren't a lot of women in radio, or they were either like Quiet Storm, or they were like a sidekick to a man. She was like, I'm not being nobody's sidekick. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's dope. Um, I I agree. I, I also don't want to be a psychic. Um, mm -hmm. so I think it's important to go out the gate what you want because I feel like especially after post grad when you're getting into it, um, it can be sometimes you you have to know what you want because it's so easy to just take anything because you're. So I think that's important. Yeah, and you know, I mean, nothing's anything wrong with starting off as, as a sidekick. I mean, Charlemagne started off as, as Wendy's, you know, co-host when, when she was on the, I don't know if anyone remembers when she was on WBLS, but Charlemagne started off on there, and then he moved to the Breakfast Club. I, I will say, though, I do have a list of, I probably should make a vision board or something, like a ma oh, some way to manifest. There are celebrities that are, I really want to interview one day. So Beyonce's on the list. Before she, before I leave this earth, before she leaves this earth, I have to have it. I don't care if it takes 30 years for me to get this interview. I will make that shit. I, I'm going to make that shit happen. Um, I want to interview. You know, it's kind of crazy, like, getting older because it's like, you know, of course, there's, there's newer artists coming, but it's kind of like, I'm so very, like, you know you, how we, we we kind of hold on to some of the, the R&B singers and the rappers we grew up with in the, in the 90s and 2000s who may not be relevant anymore? Like, I still definitely want to, would love to interview some people, like, people from those days. Um, I can't think of a think of on the top of my head their names or whatever the case may be. Um, uh, trying to think, I definitely would love to interview Barack Obama, favorite president at the end of this day. Um, oh, I gotta come up with a whole a whole list. Um, but um, yeah.
<laughs> okay, so now um, I'm going to get into this segment. It's basically called Quarantine Q&A, where I ask mm-hmm. about life in quarantine, because this is a different time for all of us. Oh, Charles the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> My first question is, what has your quarantine been like? And, like, are you still creating, or are you just taking this yourself? I would say a little bit of both. I've been mostly taking, you know, time for myself and chilling. I mean, I've, I have summer classes that start in, like, early July, so I'm, mm-hmm. like, losing, using this month and next month to take a damn break. I feel like as New Yorkers, we're so used to hustling and, and, and you know, being productive, whatever, that it kind of gets, you know, I, and, you know, obviously everyone knows Kristen's from New Jersey, but, you know, New, Jer- New Jersey is in close proximity to New York. But right. I feel like as, you know, New Yorkers, we're so used to working and being productive that it kind of gets burned into our personality you know what i'm saying especially as black people since we're always behind on in in terms of socioeconomics to to white folks but uh i can't let capitalism kill me so i just been using the time to chill take a break watch tv shows clean up my damn room (laughs) you know i i the the quarantine is kind of a blessing and a curse some days it feels like a curse some days it feels like more of a blessing um so that's really what i've been doing Okay, yeah, I think that's important. I definitely think there should be balance um, between you know, still creating it if you want to do it or not. And like you said, I feel like um, as New Yorkers, people do tend to work, work, work all the time, but let's not forget that that's how you easily burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about what your, um, uh, uh, you know, beloved one of the greatest black filmmakers of all time as a one of not the year but john singleton you know he passed away last year and he never took time to check in with his doctor and get his health together whatever and you know success you know he's a successful man but you know you can't take your millions with you to the afterlife or heaven or hell you know um and, and life really you know goes on so <laughs> yeah i definitely agree um just for the people that are just now joining the live the black talk radio is live with Crowder, journalist on their host, all all falling all under that umbrella. If you guys have any questions, you guys can put it in, in the question box. Yes. So my next question is, what is your favorite quarantine snack? Quarantine snack. Uh, I would say Doritos, and also um, I love crab dip. So Doritos and crab dip. I love eating seafood. So I have the I I you know when I usually you know have the money whatever I like um the seagull brand of uh, crab dip from, um, I'm about to say Red Lobster. I definitely know it's not Red Lobster. Stop and shop. <laughs> so that, that's my favorite quarantine snack. The cool, the cool ranch. Uh, uh, you already know. The nacho, the cool, the nachos. <laughs> cool ranch burritos are good too, though. Yeah. Each own. <laughs> <laughs> so what, have you been watching or reading it? during quarantine and if so talk to us a little bit about that oh lord I, i've been watching so much i've been um keeping up with insecure of course yeah uh, I, I love listen i love insecure you know i just i'm not you know let me not spoil it for anyone who, who hasn't watched the show but uh, insecure all american um hollywood which i feel like they need to make it a whole series like an anthropology i literally cried at the last episode <laughs> like that no, and I'm not really a crier. Like, I'm really not. Yeah. That just, that show, I don't know, man. They think you know, all of them. De- Devin, what is wrong? With, I'm about to revoke your black card, Devin. You have never watched an episode of Insecure, really? 
Really? It's a life. Oh Lord, I love I'm, I love Insecure. I, I really like it's okay. probably one of the best black TV shows to come out in the past ten years. Insecure is really really good, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on Molly? Like, I feel like we could talk about this without really spoiling it. Honestly, I feel like with Mo- I feel like with you know, Mo- you said what you said, Devin. Uh, I feel like with Molly, I feel like Ethan and Molly kind of need to break things off. But I also feel like it can be kind of a conflict because they've been friends since, since they were little, and mm-hmm. there's this kind of saying that like we kind of in our society we kind of wear. Um, we, we kind of wear our, our longevity as a badge of honor, even if there's toxicity toxicity in it, right? You know, and not to say that it's hard to make friends, you know, when you get, you know, when you become an adult. I mean, granted, we work in an industry where, you know, our whole livelihood, livelihood is based off, you know, the people we know, the friends we make, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But I could see where it can, can become a conflict because if Issa does, does be, become, you know, go on to make other friends and become close friends or best friends, you know, um, it probably won't feel the same because, you know, someone that who've known you for 10 years, 15 years, mm-hmm. they know you the most, but, like, I don't know. It's like they're not communicating with each other, but I also feel like Issa is, is partly guilty in the situation because Issa is very uh, passive. And I've been that way, too, you know, very passive and avoidant on situations until, you know, things like that, Molly happens, and then she blows up. And she needs to learn kind of, like, not how to do that. But I feel like with Molly, I, I kind of feel like sometimes... Because I, 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 you know, I, I see myself in Molly a little bit, and other characters who may like be her. Like if they come from, if they're come, if they have shortcomings in life, they have to feel that they have to do the most to kind of over, overcompensate for it. See, this is the thing about working in media, guys. You know, or media classes, you be analyzing TV shows and movies now. I can't even watch reality shows the same way now because I, I already know like all the shit that goes on behind the scenes and how, how contrived it is, y'all. But, like, with Molly's character, like, right, she's a black woman, a dark skin black woman. She's from South Central L.A., but she, you know, goes on to go to college. She becomes an uh, AKA, which is, you know, the top sorority, you know, in, in black Greek culture. She goes to law school. She becomes a lawyer. Lawyer makes six figures. I was looking at my, I was like, oh, Molly's character, she has a job that, you know, she works six, fig- uh, six figures. And she has a, co- a one-bedroom condo in L.A. Ciao. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, I feel like that kind of plays a part, you know, I feel like sometimes she's a, per- a, like being a perfectionist can, you know, you can become a victim of your own success because she's driving her friends away. She's driving potential, you know, men that could be good to her in her life away. Um, so that's kind of really how, how I feel about Molly. And there's a lot of fine dudes in that show that she really t- turned down for petty reasons. <laughs> like, I'm about to say, Molly, you had four years to watch Insecure. I want to hear it. <laughs> So, um, but I really, but also Issa, she's 30 years old. She need to get her life together. At 30 years old, girl, you were too chicken-headed to be, you know, not knowing what kind of job you want to work, whatever, because you see on the show, she's working jobs that she either don't have a passion for or she sucks at. She's a horrible proper a property manager, and, 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 you know, and she don't want to work in the nonprofit with the white folks. Move on, sis. Move on. <laughs> I just feel like, but I feel like Issa says certain like, she shows the she shows the reality of um, life in a way, because I feel like the issue why her and Molly are also not clicking is the fact that Molly has always had her life together, and she feels like because of that she's better than Issa. But in hindsight, her life together is just like her career. But there's other issues that she has like, in inside of you know. And what's it? Yeah, and what's even crazy is that 
you know, they both started off, you know, on two different opposite sides. And then, because, like, you know, I, the, first, the first and second episode, Issa, you know, grew up, says she grew up in, like, the upper middle class part of L.A., right? And Molly grew up in the ghetto. And then it's kind of interesting to see as they got older, you know, Issa's still living in South Central, which is about to be gentrified, but she's living in a, in a very, you know, smallest apartment. And Molly's got this big-ass condo. So... It's kind of interesting to see how the table turns, but like you said with Issa, you would think that, like, some, I feel like with Issa, you would think that someone like her who's around friends who are, you know, having jobs and balanced lives or whatever, that she would want that for herself, you know? But I feel like Issa does want that stability, but she's just trying to figure it out. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm from New York, and you got to figure out things quicker. <laughs> You gotta figure thing figure figure things out quicker. Um, I, I lost my train of thought, but that that's basically oh. But I um I don't know if the, like the show Insecure would kind of be considered like I don't know if like a metaphor or something whatever because you see how it's kind of like she's not she's not secure in her in her personal life, financial life, friendship life, whatever. But yeah, if we're really being honest, everyone in that show is like not secure though, like all the characters. But I feel like that's okay because that's just life at the end of the day. Yeah, especially, I mean, granted they're, like, in 30s or, you know, late 20s, but, you know, you're, you're always going to still be, like, figuring figuring it out. I will say, though, shout out to Issa Rae. She be having the finest black dudes on that show. I, 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 whole, like, I kid you not, literally. Yes, Issa is definitely gem. So my next question is, um, what would you say would be one of your biggest challenges, um, you know, being an on-air personality or um i would say confidence uh confidence and also like um being okay with being very unfiltered i would also say sometimes kind of having to be the um you know the the trying to learn how to do it by yourself you know in terms of when people aren't there i would say um and you know there's definitely been times where you know with entertainment news sometimes like it can get um, you know, it, it can get kind of exhausting because it's like the same celebrities are getting talked about and, you know, right. other things like that. Um, you know, we're kind of in the Me Too era and there are some things that, like, I don't have, you know, you know, when, when you talk things, the things like rape allegations and something like that, you know, like, I don't know enough to, like, I would say not, not have an opinion, but it's kind of like, you know, it's a very, it's been a very touchy thing, but it's also a very co a conversation that we need to have. You know, politics, I'm not right. that well-versed in. You know, I'm still learning for myself, you know. And I was so, you know, and I know it's one thing uh, I feel like as people, we kind of need to know, like, you know, you're always going to be learning new things and stuff like that, you know, just because, you know, your life doesn't start and end, you know. I mean, your, your learning doesn't start and end with, with school after you graduate. Exactly. So I'll you're say always... that's another thing. I was going to say with that, that Hollywood show, you know, it's kind of interesting to kind of see, you know, like... <laughs> Because we saw those problems, like what you see in the Hollywood TV show in 2020, diversity is still a problem in 2020. The casting couch is still very much real. I mean, I've never, I've personally never dealt with it, but I've heard stories, you know, but uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's important that you mentioned that, that you're always learning. You know, it's definitely a process. I feel like no matter what field you're in, it's open and that's how you become better at Mm -hmm. So we are going to close out. <laughs> Definitely something else. <laughs> Final question. But 
if you can the listeners, well, viewers, with one thing about you, what would it be? And why? One thing to learn about me? One thing to remember about remember you. About you. Hmm. One thing to remember about me. Hmm. Um, I'm very unfiltered. Listen, for those here who aren't from New York, listen, as New Yorkers, we keep it 100 from from day, you know, <laughs> exactly from from 6 a.m. in the morning to 11 o'clock p.m. We say it like we mean it, you know. And we're also we are also the innovators as well. So, okay. That's what I was Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Black Pop Radio Instagram Live. We'll be yeah. back next same time, same place. Um, Leaky, you want to shout out your socials just so they can follow. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram. It's Leaky Crowder, L E E K, L E E K Y Crowder, C R O W D E R. Um, uh, yeah, and then if anybody has any any more questions about internships and putting or whatever case may be, feel free to DM me. Uh, yeah. And yes, this episode will be uploaded to our SoundCloud, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcast, all of that. So all that. Continue in. And in addition, to say that my video show slash podcast webinar is Friday, so make sure y'all register for that. And yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. It was so nice chatting with you. And you as well. Safe and enjoy the rest. Thank you.